Welcome back to the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your journey partner in business, Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, and this is episode 108 of the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So today's podcast episode is super special because I get the honor of introducing you to my sister goddess friend, Dr. Ginny Barrow. Welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, sister goddess. How are you? Oh, so, <laughs> so good. good to see you. So good to see you. It's just so juicy to get to be here with you one more time. We've had so much fun together over the we years. Have. We really have. <laughs> <laughs> Last five years have been filled with adventure and growth and development and just watching each other rush it. I mean, yes. it's been amazing. <laughs> Yay. And I love that I get the opportunity to introduce, introduce you to my tribe. So with that being said, the first question that I get to ask you is, what do you do? Like, this could be the very first time that someone's meeting you. So if you could share, what do you do? But especially, what are the three things that you are known for? Well, I'm known for being a chatty Kathy, meaning I can't shut up. <laughs> Give me any topic and I will talk all day long. My dad used to say when he would take me to the doctors, like, please take five, like take five minute break. <laughs> I I am a, a motivational speaker. I am a number one best-selling author, and I am an executive coach and help to develop leaders. My motivation in life and my why, my purpose, mm. is to populate the world with great leaders. Yes. And that's, that's really the gist of what I do and how I do it, we can talk about. And, and that's my passion. I was in the corporate world for over 25 years. Uh, well, almost 30. Mm. And I was a leader for over 20 years. So I, I just know how important it is to have a good culture, mm. to have great leaders who support their staff and their talent, people who have your back, who believe in you, who trust you, to, who give you stretch assignments who grow and develop you and uh, who almost like build those, those um, the, the foundation for you from which to, you know, launch. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do to co connect with those people that are in the business world, even business owners, right. And help them become the best leaders that they can. Yay. I love it. <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I love, how you've brought your roots in corporate into your executive coaching business. It's not just like, I'm a corporate refugee and bye-bye. No, like <laughs> all that, that wisdom, that experience, yes. um, you've elevated. And I celebrate you for that. Thank you. You know, I often find that so many of us, when we have been sick and tired of being sick and tired of, of the corporate world and we just fly out of there like as fast as we can. When I was in the process, and we'll talk about this more, but when I was in the process of reinventing myself, I thought, how can I not throw away the baby with the bathwater? Mm -hmm. Like I have legitimacy, I have credibility because I have been in the world 
uh, in the business world for so long, mm. how can I help that world become more like what I wanted it to be when I was there? So, you know, at times I get this feeling of, am I a cop out because I left it? You know, I actually jump shipped. Like, how does that really make me look? Like, if you were really tough, you will be there with them. Mm. But what I found was that I couldn't, I couldn't do my mission in that environment. I had to get out. And having known it for so long, I could then go in and help people that were in it. And so it was my way to take the lid off of me so I could be multidimensional. Yes. Because I found that in so many ways, right, they want us to be one dimension. You're hired to do this job, and this is your job, and that's what you do, and you come in and you do it and you go home. Well, I am so not single dimensional, like everybody else. So I wanted to own my parts. I wanted to own all of me, the chatty Cathy, the, you know, the, the one who's strategic and tactical, the one that, that loves to solve problems, the one that has ideas of the wazoo because we are entrepreneurs. And how do we do all that if we don't have the environment that's going to support it? So let's create that environment. And I will be the last person to tell my clients, leave corporate. I am very fiscally responsible. Mm. And I know people have families, mortgages, car payments, a life to live. So I will never tell a client, get out. That would be the last resort. Because I always say, even if you go from where you are now to someplace else, you're always going to take you along. <laughs> so yeah. you better fix the problems coming from you first. You show up fully. And then if the environment is not responding to you, then you have an, a, a, another decision to make. But that's a different conversation than I'm having problems with my manager or I'm having problems with my team. Mm -hmm. What do you need to learn so that you can handle those problems? And then when you go someplace else, you know how to handle those problems there too. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Oh my goddess. This is so powerful because that turns the problem into an opportunity for growth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Growth mindset, right? A hundred percent. And like to encourage that really helps a person, whether they like are staying in corporate or starting their own business or, you know, moonlighting and doing both. <laughs> I know. Maintaining that growth mindset. And that's a skill that will serve you yeah. for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And th those are really the tools that we need to learn no matter what environments we're in, right? So my, my whole spiel is around self-leadership. How, how do you lead from, the highest, from your highest self? Mm -hmm. And how do we do that as, as much of the time as possible? Because we are human. We're not talking about perfection. We are talking about increasing our self-awareness of the charts so that we really understand how am I showing up? And, and there's so much that I've learned from all my mentors and coaches that I bring into my executive coaching, my motivational talks, into my leadership training, because it's all about self-leadership. Mm -hmm. If you can lead yourself powerfully, then you can lead others powerfully. If you're showing up with fear, guess what? You're gonna lead with fear. You're gonna let that fear drive your decisions in the business place, in your own business, in your corporation, in your organization. So it's all about, how do I get this? working mm -hmm. and then come out and take it externally. So I always tell my clients, we're doing an inside job. This is all about going from the inside out. And so many of us, 
want a silver bullet. We want someone else to fix the problem for us and tell us how to make it work. When in fact, and all, my, all of our mentors speak to this, it all starts here. And then it goes here. And then it goes using all of your resources. And then knowing your value and what makes you unique and what is it that you offer that is so different from everybody else. Because even if they have the same title as you, they are you, you using your superpowers, you're using your background, and you're using all of that combined with your marketable skills, what people are paying you to do, to offer it to the public. Mm. So it will, you don't have any competition if you understand your unique value. So that's what I work with my clients to figure out what is it that you bring to the table that's so unique with your superpowers, with your background, with your, with your function, and let's use that to position yourself powerfully within your organization. Let's use it to get the next promotion. Let's use it to get you know, paid more. Let's use it to start your business, whatever it is that you want to create in, in the world. And let's not forget to have impact, influence, and take care of our well-being mm-hmm. as we're doing all that. Because we can tend to burn ourselves into the ground. And so many people say, oh, I, you know, I, I started my business and before I knew it, I was back to the same place where I was when I had my corporate job because they, you burn yourself into the ground if you don't understand self-care. Mm. So let's learn about well-being and self-care and really shining. And, and it's not just about having good skin. It's about feeling good from the inside out. And then everybody feels that because you are bringing your highest self out. I love it, God. <laughs> Beautifully, beautifully said. Thank How you. It's all connected. And I'm curious, like, what was the point that you decided to really, like, all right, I'm going all in. I am going to, like, serve my people, helping them ascend into self-leadership and, like, really self-empowerment. What was the point that you, like, did something happen? Like, what's the story there? Yeah, let me tell you. I am a single mom. I have a 12-year-old boy, Kyle, and I was the primary breadwinner Mm. in my family. And I was married for five years, and five years into the marriage, I was like, oh, my God, you know, this is, this thing is just not, we're not working. And I was commuting almost four hours a day to and from work. And I, so I was feeling like I was hopping in my car, going, driving to work, fighting traffic, getting to work, hustling, hustling, managing my projects, managing my teams, hustling out of work, getting back on, on the trap, you know, on traffic, and then back home to start my second shift, right? Yeah. Take care of my son, feed him, bathe him, you know, read to him, put him to bed. I was getting my PhD, go to the office at, at home, do my schoolwork, go to bed and then get up and repeat. I was on a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning, like this is 2009, the beginning of when I was like, oh my God, this is not sustainable. And things were not happening in that front where my life could have been easier, where you know, I could have just moved and you know, had a much easier lifestyle and, and logistics around my life. So I decided, you know, I, I went forward with the divorce and I, I got a place near where I worked and I was, you know, doing this 50-50 with my son and my ex and all of that. Long story short, it took me four years to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Long, long to do. And when it was all over, I was now in this location, which is where I am right now in my home office. And I decided, you know, if I'm going to be in that location, I have to make some life changes because I can't continue to commute for hours a day. It's just, it's not sustainable. 
I had already been doing it for almost 12 years. Mm. So I had to change my, my work and my marketplace is near New York City because I was in technology and financial services. Okay. And I'm in the country. I'm in Sussex County, New Jersey. I have a horse farm across from me. Okay. Oh, I have my no. neighbors. I like, I have three and a half acres. I mean, <laughs> this is not the kind of place where you have financial, you know, uh, technology firms or financial services firms. So I had to make a big decision as to what I was going to do with my life. And at the time, there were major changes happening in my workplace. There was a change of the guard. The old, um, my, the lady who used to, um, to manage the company, who was one of my sponsors, was moving on, retiring, and there was somebody else coming in. So a lot of things were happening. And so I had to make a decision whether uh, I was going to stay in the corporate world or I was going to start my own business. So I began to go inward and really dig in to see what is my definition of success? What is success to me? What is important to me in my life now? Because when you, I am Dominican, I came to this country when I was 14 years old. I didn't speak English. I learned English in high school. I went to you know college when I've been in the country for four years. I stuttered when I was younger. Like th there were so many different things happening. So when you start your career, you're really taking care of your certainty. Like you want to make sure that you have food on the table, a roof over your head. And that's our, like the first, you know, half of my life was all about getting that certainty that I could stand on my own two feet, that I could be independent. And then once you get that, and then I started my family. And when my son was born, that was really a pivotal moment for me because I felt that I had this responsibility to be my best self for him. And, you know, luckily it was good for me too, right? It wasn't just like I was doing this for him, but it was really about me. Like, who am I? Like, what am I here uh, to do? You know, what is this about? So all of those, my divorce, the birth of my son, you know, um, 2007, my divorce, 2009, it was all of this combined plus my lifestyle and what I had done, right, to, to build a successful mm. career. I was a director. I mean, I had been a director for 11 years by the time that I, you know, left the corporate world. Plus going to school at night. I mean, it was, it was crazy. So I had to pull it all back and really slow down to go faster. And that's when I decided that it was time for me to reinvent and do what I really wanted to do in my life. And that's when I connected to leaders and how can I make this world that I've been in for over almost 30 years better. And then that's when I went to get certified as a coach while I was still working full time. And I began to really get into this community, you know, like learning. I started uh, learning with Fabienne about how to run a business. I have a, an MBA and then, an MBA doesn't give you any clue of how to run a business. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all, right? It's all textbook, academic stuff. And so I really got to meet this community of uh, Bullhard folks and Fabienne and began to really connect with different entrepreneurs and began to get my legs under me, knowing that I had a lot of, my stakes were really high because I was the only breadwinner. Mm. So one of the things that I began to do, Victoria, was I began to get my financial house in order. And I remember this vividly. I had a VIP day with Fabienne that came out of the mindset retreat. I won it, right? And 
I remember sitting with Fabian, and one of the questions she asked me was, what is your monthly nut? And I told her. And I told her what my goals were. And she's like, you're going to have to reduce that nut. Because in order for you to become independent and start your own business, you're going to have to reduce your costs. Mm. And it was the best advice ever. So I did that. I began to lower my monthly costs from 12000 a month all the way down to 3000 a month. Wow. I mean, I was spending money like it was going out of style because I was making almost half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So I could afford to live like that, right? And I was still saving over $100,000 a year. So with that, I can tell you that I began to really plan my financial future. Mm. I, be I always spent less than I, than I made, always. That's just part of my culture. It was part of my, my family values. You never spend what you make. You always spend less and you save, save, save. So I have my 401k maxed out since I started working at 22. I've been saving religiously. So I had like money put away. And so when I left for the corporate world, I had money put away that I could say I could not work for two years and be okay. Because I knew that I didn't want to go through the money. But if I had to, I had that to back me up. And I know that's not the case for a lot of people. However, the stakes were still high for me because I was the primary breadwinner. And I decided to give it a try. I said, you know what, Jenny? Give it a try. If it doesn't work in a year, go back to corporate. That was, that was the mindset that I went in with. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not worried about looking bad or ashamed if it, didn't, if it doesn't work. It's my life. I'm going to give this a try. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, I'll look at my options when I get there. Well, one of the things I learned along the way, Victoria, was that it's very easy to not try hard when you know you have an out. Yeah. So one of the things that one of my mentors, Tony Robbins says is, if you're gonna take the island, burn the boats. So I burned the darn boats. And the other thing that I did that I know is what really helped me, it's my secret weapon, is I took all my chips and I said, it's like going to a casino, taking all your chips and just pushing them out and say, I'm putting this bet on Jimmy. Yes. And when I did that is when I said, success is the only option. Mm -hmm. And I went for it. And that confidence level, that level of certainty that I have something valuable to give to my clients and, you know, the universe, the creator, God, right, puts the right people in your way. I coached pro bono when I started. And it, some of those pro bono clients that introduced me to some of my biggest corporate clients right now. Merck is one of my clients because one of my clients is from Merck and she brought me in. This is my second year that I've spoken at the Merck's Women's Network, two years in a row. And they're bringing me back and keep bringing me back because people's reactions are off the charts. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Verizon. It was one of, one of my uh, ventures where I volunteered my time to be with the e-school for girls. For example, the director of that program brought me into her company to do the same thing and so it's those little you know wins along the way that have given me the certainty that i'm on the right track mm -hmm. that people want to hear what i have to say that people want to hear from somebody who's been in their shoes and that is coming at it from a place from a good place right of making the workplace better for everyone because we spend more than eight hours a day at work mm -hmm. and if we're going to be miserable we know what it's like to be miserable. We've had horrible managers and we know what it's like to go to work for them. You want to like literally like shoot yourself. I mean, it's that bad when you just 
cringe at the thought of I have to deal with that person, you know, today. So it, it, it was definitely not a decision that I took lightly. I took years to plan it. Mm. So it took me a couple of years to really sort things through. And most of it was getting my head straight around how will this work? How can I pull this off? And I imagine, I remember one time, Victoria, sitting at my desk in my apartment in the city, my condo, and I was, I had the day off and I was sitting there plotting my book, which didn't exist at the time. Now I'm a number one best-selling author, Fearless Women at Work. But at the time, my book was only in my head. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, how cool would it be to be able to work from home and to write my blogs and write my books and create my own schedule? And, and you know, I pinch myself because people say this all the time. If you want to manifest the life you want and create a life by design, Create it here first, mm-hmm. right? See the possibilities in your head first. And then you will see how you will get so resourceful is not even funny. And then like Fabian would say, the universe will begin to, right? Um, put it all together. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about the how, worry about the what. Because the way that I left corporate, I could have never designed it like that. I didn't have the creativity to come up with that. The universe delivered. Yes, you did. So... I have faith like you wouldn't believe. I love it. I love it. I love it. And what's so empowering is to hear the story of another sister goddess or another soul brother who's on the path and is filled with faith like that light is really, really empowering to witness for someone who's at that point where they're tapped out on the amount of faith that they have in themselves for whatever reason, um, situations and experiences or maybe people's words or their own internal story have hit them so hard where their own, um, their own cistern of faith has dried up and they're at like closer to rock bottom of like, you know what, actually maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe my dream I should just put on the side because I got to make sure I put my kids through college. I got to make sure I uh, put the food on the table. All of like the whole believing in myself to get it all done. Uh, Like that, you know, that's cool, but that's for someone else. Like what, have you ever had experiences where your faith was like really challenged and you could have thrown in the towel, but you didn't like what, what did you tell yourself? What did you do? What came up? Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, there were, when I first launched my business, the year one, I was minus $58,000 because all I was doing was investing, right? I was investing in programs. Can you hear me? Yeah. You're still coming through. Can you hear me? Yeah. I think we froze. So your audio is still coming through. Let's see here. If I froze, you let me know. As we were saying, like this, and this is so perfect because this always happens when like the energy is rising more often than not, the tech will like, (laughs) and that's a sign that the breakthrough is imminent. So here's the thing. What I had just asked you was like, what was the point that like, what did you tell yourself when your faith was low to keep like how did you encourage yeah. when my first year in business 
I was I was starting to say that I was at a minus $58,000 because I had been really investing in myself, getting myself through, you know, learning about running a business, uh, learning about PR, learning, writing my book, like all of those things that I was doing year one were just costing me money. I hire a brand expert to help me brand all, you know, a lot of things that I was doing, a new website, you know, cards, all of those stuff, setting the infrastructure for the business. And so I was, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is tough. And I, you know, began to get my a few clients, but never enough, right. To cover everything. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to ramp up fast. And that's when I really looked for help. I looked for coaches who helped me build a, a sales funnel because if I didn't figure out how to bring in people, the right people and how to convert them and how to enroll them into my program, then I wasn't going to make money, right? As much as I want to help the world, I got to put food on the table. And so how do I do both, right? How do I, I do that with authenticity and, um, and, and start my business? So there was a time during that period of just not having enough clients and, and really not bringing in enough money when I was like, maybe I should go get a corporate job. And there will be times when I would get a job spec, you know, coming through from Prudential, my old employer. And I'd be like, Oh, that looks pretty good. And I even applied for a couple just to see maybe like the universe will tell me, right. <laughs> and I would apply and nothing would happen. And I'm like, okay, this means stick with this, right. Stick with this. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tended to just, give myself the space to feel vulnerable, Mm. to feel a little scared and to sit in that and say, it's, this is normal. Like I'm not in any way, shape or form out of the ordinary here. This is normal for me to feel this, this type of pressure. The question was, how do I frame that feeling, that emotion? Mm. What meaning do I give it? And the meaning that I chose to give it was that I was human and that I was being tested and that I was going to get through this back to my faith because I knew my value. I know what I bring to the table. So it was a constant, you know, this tug of war between the little, you know, devil here and the little God here, the little angel here. I kind of just flicked both. Right. And I kind of just said, okay, my highest self knows that I'm on the right path. Uh And all these other parts that were getting really scared, I would just have like a meeting. Okay, people, let's have an internal me- meeting here because we got to get on the same agenda. Mm-hmm. I can't be divesting my energies going, I'm scared. And here like, we can do this. Okay, everybody get together. Let's use both because I'm both a rational and an emotional person. Let's bring both sides to the table and let's have a nice powwow. All right, let's get clear on what it is that we're all looking to achieve. And we did, and this is all happening internally, right? And in the meantime, I'm also getting more coaching because I, I also am a human and I need to be coached. So I have coaches that, that I coach with. Uh, it's very hard to give yourself a good haircut. So I need to have a coach who can help me see my blind spots, who can hear my limiting beliefs, just like I do it with my clients. So that's what I did. I just surrounded myself with the resources I needed to support me to go through this really tough time. It's a transition. I'm only in my business for three years. I'm still in transition. I'm still in the infancy stage of my business. And so I understand where I am in the big picture. I know where I'm going and I'm building that bridge to get there. Just like I help my clients get there. 
Mm. And I'm patient. I have to be compassionate with myself. And those are the things that I have to cultivate. If I'm not patient with myself, if I'm not loving to myself, if I don't self-care as I go through this process, I am not going to make it because I'm going to be spiraling out of control. And, you know, there are months when I'm like, you know what? I really don't know what's other than the clients that I have. I don't know what's happening, right, with new clients. And I begin to put in place, okay, who can I reach out to? Who can I, you know, call? Who can I email to say, hey, remember we talked last month? Are we ready now? Like, what action can I take that will help me get out of this feeling rather than just stay with the feeling? Mm-hmm. And then one thing that I remember so, so well from Fabian, one of our mentors was, what client attract- attractive activities are you doing? Mm-hmm. Because we could be so busy doing everything, posting and doing all these things. But at the end of the day, what client attractive activities are you doing? How are you using your time, your precious time, to create that funnel, right? To get to the right people, to bring them in. And how well are you training to, do, to have that enrollment conversation successfully, mm-hmm. right? And then to how, how well are you serving your clients so you create raving fans, not just a client for one time, but somebody who keeps coming back and who wants to continue to coach with you because they see results, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I did when I was faltering, when I was, when I feel, felt that, oh my gosh, I'm not going to make it. What am I going to do? I would just really hone in and be like, what is my end game here? What am I about? And feel my way through what I was going through. This is so beautiful for so many reasons. One, how you shared that you gave yourself permission to feel and to feel vulnerable. I, I'm a strong believer in the power of discomfort and embracing it rather than numbing it. Because I come from a background of numbing out my discomforts. Like I'll put myself on the table and in the, um, in the forefront and say, yeah, I've done the emotional eating. I've done drinking. I've done the save somebody else and to solve their problems. <laughs> I've done the like, let's do housework instead of doing client work. I've done the like, it keeps going. Sure. It, what's super empowering about what you just shared right there, um, Ginny, is that like you gave yourself permission to feel that vulnerability. And in the vulnerability, you found humanity. You didn't find powerlessness. And I think one of the big things that people overlook uh, about allowing yourself to feel the discomfort is you think like, oh, I'm just going to bottom out. There's going to be no, no bottom. Mm -hmm. There's, there's not powerlessness there. There's no, no humanity. Yeah. And I'll give you like an example. Right now, I'm, I'm working on my online program, the Fearless Leadership Mastermind, which we'll talk about. And, you know, as your market for it, right? Like you don't see people like you will figure people, you'll be like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Yes, yeah, sign me up. We know how people make decisions. You know, if something is out in January, they won't make a decision until the week before. You know, people are really like, it's hard to get people to, to, to make decisions, although that's a limiting belief if you, if you think about it, right? That's so right. anyway. I have found that the experience so far has been that people are not jumping to like sign up. Although I know how amazing this training is going to be, the leadership training. 
So what I have done is I continue to put one foot in front of the other. I continue to put together my videos and create it and I'm assembling it with the belief that when it launches, I will have the people that I want in that mastermind and that need it. The people who need it will be there. And here's the other thing. So what happens if after spending an entire year putting it together, it doesn't work out? People don't resonate with it. What happens then? All that is telling me is your messaging is wrong. The people that you, how you're trying to reach people is, needs to be tweaked. Like to me, that would all be a let's pivot, let's pivot, let's pivot, let's pivot. It doesn't mean it's crap. It means that we have to tweak something until it works. And guess what? You were going to offer it for three months. You were going to do it with weekly coaching, group coaching on Zoom. Maybe you only do it for half that time and you coach for half that time. Like who knows, right? Like maybe three months is too long for people. Maybe you need to tweak the pricing. Maybe you need to tweak something about it needs to be tweaked. So unless we put ourselves out there, we're never going to know if it's going to work or not. Sometimes we have these grand ideas and we think, oh my gosh, this is the shit. People are going to go for it. They're going to want it. And you put it out there and nothing happens. And you're like, what? <laughs> so that's what happens. So we need to test and test and test. And it is, you know, having marketing, marketing resilience, like uh, Dean Graziosi says, yes. you have to be resilient when it comes to marketing and just keep trying and trying and trying and trying. And so that's what I would say, like when you're, when you're feeling like, oh shit, this isn't going to work, ask yourself, okay, what else can I do? How can I do it differently? And don't get locked into that view, like, oh, this is it for me, because just open those blinders, ask people, interview people, and, and find out what resonated with them and what didn't, and then tweak accordingly. And I know, I mean, it's, it's disheartening sometimes because you're putting so much effort, so much of your resources, time, money, energy, and then not getting the results you want. If you were to interpret those results and marry that to your value, you're screwed. And that's huge, right? Because that's what a fixed mindset would do. It would say, my performance sucked, therefore I am worthless. Mm. And it's so not that, right? It's, it's more about what you did, the way you did it didn't resonate with the audience that you were targeting. Your value is untouched. Yes. If anything, your value just went up because your knowledge went up. Your understanding and your, your insight went up as a result of what happened. So it's like, let's use those failures to, to fuel our future actions instead of weakening us like kryptonite mm. you know holy moly moly here's like i'm having a spiritual moment listening to you goddess <laughs> because like you just took one of the biggest most common beliefs of like you know what i'm not good enough like because that didn't work that whole i'm not good enough the advancing the conscious the evolving the growing entrepreneur i've seen it so many times so many times i know you have too where that limiting belief of like i'm not good enough comes up over and over and over again and what you did right there 
goddess mm -hmm. is you took it and flipped it on its head of like actually you're not worthless your worth just increased like that was so <laughs> badass like girl you're making it rain over here that was fabulous <laughs> and this is the thing this is why if someone's going through that tough spot or you're at the bottom of your cistern of, of faith, like you can't draw any more up out of your well, that's why you need coaching. That's yes. why you need to be around someone who has a mindset of where you're going, a mindset that is infectious, that fills your energy. And so with that being said, mama, where are we going to celebrate you? <laughs> Oh, someone's listening and needs to connect with you but also who has who just received a ton of delicious diamonds of brilliance from you yes 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 celebrate the crap out of you let's do it where are we going thank you so much well listen i have a gift for everybody so if they go to executivebound.com slash gift mm -hmm. they can get three of my gifts but the first one on there is a gift about the 10 empowering emotions you know when you talk about faith and fuel and how does that faith and fuel depletes it's because we don't just it's like a you know making a, a deposit at the bank huh. you're not going to find money in your bank account unless you make deposits so it's how are you making daily deposits into your emotional tank Mm. right so those 10 emotions are, are 10 emotions that you evoke on a daily basis gratitude being one of them curiosity confidence that's the stuff that you wake up and you say i'm going to feel confident today in everything that i do mm. i am going to be grateful for what i have and i'm going to focus on the pile of stuff that i have not the pile of stuff that i don't have and it's not something that happens by accident. We have to be intentional about generating the fuel that we need, the strength that we need to get through our day with joy and love and energy, right? So I have 10 emotions there. I have other gifts for you. And my fearlessleadershipmastermind.com is where you can find all the details about this training what I would ask the audience is if you have people in your life that are working in corporate, if you have leaders, people who are managers in either entry level, middle level, senior level, someone in the C-suite track, and you know that they need help because they told you that they're struggling in their role as a leader, send them to fearless. It's fearlessleadershipmastermind.com and they will get all the information to join me in January. And Let's crush this. Yes, I love it. <laughs> this is so fabulous. And I'm so excited for the launch of your mastermind. I'm so excited for those gifts that you mentioned. And from the bottom of my heart, Sister Goddess, thank you so much for sharing. So abundant. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for having me. You are most gracious. And I'm so happy to have seen you and spend time with you. Yeah, likewise. I love you. <laughs> Bye. Hey. I'm going to turn it over to our listeners for a quick moment. Thank you so much for tuning into the Journeypreneur podcast. If this is your first podcast, welcome. Make sure that you subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review in that comment section. This is episode 108. 
leave us a note. What was the one nugget that stood out the most? What was the diamond that you received from Dr. Ginny Barrow today? I want to see it there. I want to hear your story. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all of those who have left their comments. It's wonderful to get to see the tribe growing and to feel your support and your energy behind me as we are all continuing on this journey together. So with that being said, I always end with this final reminder, please remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now.